This podcast may contain language that is not suitable for all listeners. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and may not reflect the views and opinions of the hosts. Hello, hello, and welcome, bienvenidos, benvenu, to another episode of Without Definite Aim. This is a podcast where we utilize a random topic generator to dictate the direction of our MF in conversation. I, I kept it clean there because, uh, you know, if you're just joining us and you're not sure what happens, uh, it gets fucking dirty real fucking quick. So um, <laughs> get out while you can if you need to. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Drew. What's up? Ciao. Ciao. Name, oh, I'm, I'm, there you <laughs> go. Sorry, I forgot freaking Italian. My my mistake. I'm one of your other hosts, and my name is Vincenzo. Yeah, the Italian the Italian host on the on the pod. Uh, you were a little international there. I felt inspired to say uh, something in another language. I kept it simple. I, I had to think for a minute. I was like, do I even know to say how to say hello in another language? <laughs> Hola. Uh, what? What's good, dude? What, I feel like it's been a while since we've seen each other. Uh, we it had a does... kind of a crazy week. At least I did. Uh, but Drew did, Drew did have a crazy week. He became Ellen DeGeneres uh, for the first time in his life. <laughs> it's oddly liberating. I feel very funny for the first time in my life. Um, I feel um, very empowered. I feel like a lesbian. And that's, <laughs> there's something just beautiful about that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's great. It, uh, it's, n- it's not like a full bleach, but it's like a very, very light blonde. It suits him. He looks great. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, I did, I've been known to dye my hair in the past. I had turquoise blue hair um, in the summer uh, of last last year. Really bright. Like, I would describe it as Baja Blast blue, if you're familiar with the Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, uh, d- yeah, decided to bleach it. I bleached it, and then um, for those of you who might know about hair, uh, the... <laughs> The girl that was doing my hair just put a bunch of toner in it, so it like made it less yellow, which is nice, you know. Um, that's why it kind of has this like kind of icy, almost silver. It's a, it's a platinum blonde. That's it's really that's all it is. But I feel attractive for the first time in my life because apparently <laughs> I'm all generous. So <laughs> I I feel like I've 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 been thinking about that. Maybe since you saw the photo, but I wanted to hold it in and release it on the podcast. It wasn't my initial thought. It does actually really suit you. I do like it. You look good. I like this sporadic uh, craziness in dying hair. I got it out when I was still going through puberty. Uh, yeah, but... good for you. I'm 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 still going through puberty at 26, and <laughs> I'm dying my hair and. Yeah, getting getting a little getting a little crazy. Listen, it's COVID times. It's weird. I'm inside most of the time, so it's really more for me than for anybody else, and that's all I need, you know. Just it's just fun. How about that? It is fun, especially being likened to Ellen DeGeneres. You know, 
if I were to shave my head, I would be the real Slim Shady. That's true. Potentially. Oh, yeah, um, that's amazing. White guy with bleached, shaved head. Yeah. Marshall Mathers, if you will. That's amazing. Yeah, I love it's, it anyway. It does, it does look good. I have, to be fair, I have, I have, uh, it was funny, Chris, who, who, if you've listened to our podcast, he's on quite a bit, uh, every fifth episode to be exact. He texted me, uh, I, well, I, I texted him a picture cause I knew he would, you know, get a kick out of it. Either he would berate me and aggressively, um, uh, you know, degrade, degrade me on that, um, which, you know, I might need. Or he would give give me something funny to work with, and he texted back. He's like, "You pull it off, period." And then he sent me another text like a couple minutes later. He's like, "I actually hate how much you how good you look <laughs> with this hair." <laughs> I was like, hey, I you know I think I'm making him feel weird feelings inside, feelings he always know ha- has known is there, um, but it's just you know it's happening kind of quick. And it's falling you know- in love. If you know Chris, like, that's about as much as you'll get out of him. You don't get a much more out of that, other than him being, like, overtly over the top uh, and romantic with you in some way, where he'll, like, turn around and say, if it wasn't COVID right now, I might mouth kiss you. <laughs> he, oh, this is what he said. He said, fuck, in the first message he sent me, and then he said, I hate how good you look. <laughs> And then, like, honestly, like, two and a half hours later, we didn't really text much after that. He goes, no, but, like, actually, though, peeved you can pull it off. <laughs> shout what out a, to Chris. What a shout out to Chris. What a sweet boy. What a guy. Love, love him. Love, love him. him. Love him to pieces. Ellen DeGeneres and all. Um, <laughs> yeah, you might, you might describe my hair as a, a little, like, steely look it's a little steel like you know maybe you know blonde like steely blonde what do you think steely blonde is that a thing i don't know but if it were i know a company that would absolutely make it happen and that is bentec established in 1992 and based in brisbane australia bentec is australia's only manufacturer of stainless steel tubes the company then takes the tube in various shapes and manufactures grab rails Handrails, boat rails. Aye, aye, Captain. And a range of other products for the aged care, disability, and transport markets. You can find everything they have to offer at www.bentech.com.au. Thank you for sponsoring my steely blonde look, Bentech. Unofficial, but um, thank you. Thank you, Bentech. And for sponsoring the pod. You made Drew look. Uh, he said he felt, I think he, from his words straight out of his mouth that he feels attractive for the first time in his life. Uh, and I love that he has this newfound confidence. Uh, it's coming right at the right time. It's like, you know, he just got engaged. It's coming in right at the right time. He's 26. Everything's coming together here. Yeah. Everything's really piecing together for me. If I had to guess next, uh, I think he's going to do something sporadic, but it's going to make sense. Like maybe he's going to buy some kind of exotic pet, like a crocodile or a python or something i gotta wait for my other exotic pet to keel over um the damn hedgehog <laughs> i'm i'm just counting down the days uh, but that's all right yeah that's the, all right. the only reason the only reason Haley agreed to let me do this is we're we're still over a year out of our wedding so she's like if you even 
come close to having blonde hair for our wedding day. And to be fair, I wouldn't want blonde hair on my wedding day. So what? She's not she's not all about it? No, she likes it. She does like it, but like also that's kind of one I feel like that's one of those things where you look back and you're like, "Yep, that was 26-year-old Drew, what an idiot, bleaching his hair, you know." And wedding pictures maybe not the best time to, <laughs> to not the best time to look back on on that. Okay. Well, you got it out of your system. Uh, I'm not opposed for you having it on your wedding day, but it's also not my decision. So, you know. No, it's not your decision. Although you handle most other decisions in my life. <laughs> uh, like when to start the actual meat and potatoes of this podcast. Um, are you ready? I am ready to smash a button and generate a random topic. All right. We're sticking with the one word uh, topics that we've done the last few weeks because it's fun and we're having fun with it. And we don't really care what you think, the listener. Um, so we're just going to do it. <laughs> so <Ouch. all> right, <laughs> I, 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 I kid, I kid. Uh, when you're ready, smash the button and let's do it. Our one word topic uh, for this episode is quite appropriate and it is pandemics. Uh, what is a pandemic again? I'm, I'm not sure. How many people you think like when they started, you know, pandemic hype word for obvious reasons, if you don't know what's going on, you've been living in a shitty cave that's probably been sealed off from the rest of the world for yeah, under a rock, basically under a rock, basically. Uh, how many people you think were like, Oh, what's, what's a pandemic? Yeah, like like uh, a panda. Is that like, is that a new chain of Chinese food? Is oh that like God, dude. a Panda Express, Jesus, uh, competitor. Oh wow, I just realized how bad that is. No, I I wasn't uh, I wasn't making any reference to like the fact that a bunch of racists called COVID the Chinese oh, virus. Uh, ill-timed joke. I was just saying it's a competitor to Panda Express, but, you know, (laughs) take it how you will. Uh, clearly the bleach has sunk too much into Drew's head and is now affecting his filter of what is funny to say and what is potentially offensive. Well, those lines blur more often than you'd think. Um, or have you ever... Uh, there's a board game called Pandemic. Have you ever played that game? I haven't. I've always heard good things about it. Uh, I've wanted to play it. I have me. it. I have it. So when we can get together soon, we'll have some beers. We'll have Chris Allen over. We'll have uh, anybody else who wants to take part in a game called Pandemic, and we'll do it. It's it's fun. It's definitely like a co- it's a cooperative game, which I, I enjoy. So like you're not playing against the other players. You're playing against the board game together. Um, but it's pretty hard actually. Like the first few times that we played, we didn't win. We didn't even come close to beating the game. Um, and the next time, the the first time we won, we actually like kind of cheated a little bit and we like hand picked our roles, uh, which you, you pick different roles. So like you could be a medic, I could be a quarantine specialist and we have different like perks based on those roles. 
So we actually like handpicked and we're like, all right, what is going to be the best combination of roles to have with the, all the different perks? And then finally, like the fifth or sixth time playing it, we finally like legitimately beat the game. So it's pretty hard, um, but it, it is strategic and it, it's pretty fun. If you talk, if I didn't know that a game, I mean, I knew about this game because I've heard about it for years and I, it's probably even been on like an Amazon like wish list at some point in my life. Yeah, it won, it won, like, awards for board games, like, a few years back, if you, you know, I don't know if you're into the the whole board game scene. I know, I do know that one of our listeners is a super board game uh, fanatic, yes. um, and I'm sure he's played Pandemic. I, I, I would guess he's actually like, yeah, Pandemic's all right. <laughs> I've said it beyond the level of Pandemic. Yeah. Because he's more, I feel like he's more into, like, obscure board games. I don't know. I, I think it's pretty unique, though. So, I liked I liked it. But what, what were you saying? No, I was just saying, like, if you told, if I didn't know that the game Pandemic existed and I knew, like, the basic structure of that game, I would think that if someone said playing a game Pandemic in, in the current state of affairs uh, with COVID-19, I would think that it was, like, spin the bottle. So you spin the bottle and then you look, if the bottle lands on you, you get to cough on someone else's face (laughs) into their mouth. Like that's, that's what I would think pandemic is. It's just like, this person may or may not have COVID and you may or may not get it because they're going to cough right into your mouth. You have to open your mouth. Yeah. Just cough straight in Russian roulette at that point. (laughs) It's just like, all right, let's see if I'm catching a deadly virus. Um, (laughs) Oh man. Uh, yeah, pandemics. I I was vaguely familiar with pandemics prior to this pandemic, but nothing. I mean, I guess did I? I don't mean to like age you. I think you were probably really young when this happened. But like, did you catch the tail end of the AIDS epidemic? Did I catch AIDS? I know you didn't tail? catch AIDS, but did you live during the time of like AIDS not being treatable? Um, I don't think, I don't think so. When were you born? Right. Well, AIDS, what was detected like early eighties, late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. And then I guess they didn't cure it until what? Like the early nineties, not cure it, but like, well, it's manageable. I think is the term, right? Um, I mean, I, I, at least growing up in the nineties, yeah, AIDS was definitely like, I feel like still a scary thing. I mean, I remember, um, like I mean, you you even grew up with this. I don't know what's why you've got a smile on your face I, while I'm talking I, about no, AIDS. No, but it's okay, keep going. No, I remember growing up because I was a skateboard kid. Like the scary thing, at least growing up in like a major city, was that I feel like was always pushing your face as a kid. Is like watch out for syringes because you just don't know. Yeah, and I, I mean, I still think that's a thing too. It's not. We know AIDS is still an issue. It's still a problem. Um. Was AIDS was AIDS like considered a pandemic? I don't. It, it wasn't a pandemic, right? Because it um it obviously only that's why I was kind of smiling. It only affected like a very specific population. Like like obviously it, it was most transmissible during like anal sex, right? Um, because that that can be pretty uh can be pretty traumatic. Uh, to, we're, to, we're hearing from the uh, resident expert here on anal sex. <laughs> Crikey! 
Aussie button god, <laughs> Jesus. I'll tell you what, oh, if man. anybody worships up any of these other tragic gods that don't exist, you're on the wrong team because the Aussie button god brings it. Yeah, dude, the guy fucks. Honestly, the guy or girl, you know, who knows? Who knows if an Aussie button god is, is a non, woman? Non-gender. Just a, just a button, basically, but uh, he, she fucks, for sure. Uh, but, I yeah, I was just, I was laughing because, you know, it only happened to, like, a very... A pretty specific population. It's not like, you know, people who uh, don't regularly engage with lots of anal sex again, uh, uh, with many many different sexual partners. Like, couldn't really get AIDS. Um, so it wasn't a pandemic. I think. I think. I guess it would would have been considered like an epidemic, um, which I I can't really. I wouldn't be able to really tell you what the difference is. I think an epidemic is some level of. Uh, you know, trans transmission slash a percentage of the of the population that gets it. I don't know. We got we got IT on it. Uh, Vinny Vinny's looking it up. <laughs> you know, you only have to type in epidemic and you see, and the first research result is versus pandemic. An epidemic is a disease that affects a large number of people within a community, a population, or a region. A pandemic. Uh, is an epidemic that has spread to multiple countries or continents across the world. So I guess you could probably consider AIDS a, an epidemic, right? Because it, it infected a large portion of like the gay community. Mm. I don't know. I know there was a point where they started calling it the gay disease too. Like that's, they were just like, oh, it's okay. If you don't, if you don't partake in putting sausage in buns, then you're okay. Yeah, so I guess they still um, classify HIV, which leads to AIDS, right? Um, HIV is a global epidemic. So as of 2018, approximately 38 million people are infected with HIV. Um, so, but obviously HIV is uh, more transmissible than I think... Um, I don't know. I don't. I, I think I'm probably I'm probably uh, discounting a lot of how people catch HIV with just saying anal sex. So that's pro- that's probably unfair of me. But so every pandemic, well, not every pandemic, but any any small outbreak of anything starts as an epidemic. It's only when it spreads to global other countries, yeah, yeah, global yeah. proportions, that's when it becomes a pandemic. I guess because it's like pan regional. Yeah. So I I think like. Probably like the Zika virus, Ebola, H1N1. Are those considered pandemics? Because they did spread across countries. Not like you just spat like a sick rhyme there. Ebola, Zika, H1N1. Considered pandemic because it went to other countries. Ebola, Zika, N1H1. <laughs> I was into it. I was. I'll do you rolling. in the back. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah, pandemics. Uh, look, the one thing I, I a lasting impression, honestly, that I've always thought about and became even more apparent when uh, Trump became president was one of the last things I think that. Obama was asked as president was what is the most scary thing for you going forward? And he said, pandemics. That motherfucker, look at that guy. Set up a task force, right? 
who disbanded the task force? Good old, old DJ, dude. Old Cheeto cunt. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. I mean, I, 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 as you were saying before, I mean, I remember like in the nineties, like, like I, AIDS was still a big thing. And obviously, like you said, it's still an issue. It's not, not an issue, but I remember it's manageable it being... now. Like, yeah, it's manageable. Like, so, so 38 million people have HIV as of 2018, right? Um, 770,000 people died of AIDS in that year, um, or, or rather as of that year. So it, the percentage, like the death rate is, has gone way, way down for, for, um, AIDS because it is, it's a lot more treatable in the Western world, at least I know. And, you know, in like Africa, it's still, it's still, um, a pretty scary disease. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's dirt, certainly not like the eighties and nineties where like people were just like dropping like flies. Do you, I don't know if I told you this, like one of the things I had to have done becoming, I think it was when I went for my citizenship or when I went for my green card, I had to have a blood test. And part of that was testing if or whether I was HIV positive or not. I, I felt like in my heart, I knew I wasn't. But I, being put into that scenario, you're still like, well, what if I do have it or somehow got it? You know, it was just, it was crazy. Yeah. Like I, I, you, you get this like level of like anxiety and paranoia from the fact that like, I know I don't have it, but you know, what if I do Maybe. get a blood test <laughs> yeah, and yeah. they say, it was just weird. Like until you like, you know, oh, well we're doing this, we're specifically taking blood to look for this. And then they will be like, yep, go back to go and stop having sex with kangaroos. You dirty Aussie. <laughs> Like, oh, oh come man. on, come on. Uh, that yeah, was... it is. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I was just gonna say it is. I think it is pretty crazy because we're totally living through like a, a a massively historical event. Um, even on the world, you know, on the world scale, it will be in history books as the, you know the COVID pandemic, right? Like, you know, how many people died from the COVID uh, pandemic? Um, so it's interesting. It's like the Spanish flu, right? Like you, you learn about the Spanish, Spanish flu and, you know, you're like, dang, dude, people were just dropping left and right. And like, you know, we're, we're kind of at that point with COVID with like how many people have died of it, like globally, that it, it it's going to be one of those things that, you know, we're going to be telling our grandchildren, like, yeah, back in my day, we lived through a pandemic, you know? You know, the sad thing, too, is that I found out with the Spanish flu, the only reason that they called it the Spanish flu is because it was a Spanish doctor. He was the first one to actually make note of the fact of the, the factors that made up the flu. Mm. and somehow it got tagged because of that it got tagged the spanish flu much how you know certain people have wanted to call covid the chinese virus as we know it's not uh same scenario where it's you know 
had these negative tags that aren't necessarily true. Yeah. Because we just really don't know. You know, that was the, Wuhan was the first place where they actually recorded the first case. So crazy thing is they, they, they project, they, they think that like the first case in America was probably December. Or, I fucking or, believe or it, or dude. November. I 100% believe it. Yeah. I've talked, I've talked about this so many times. I don't know necessarily on the podcast, but you, you just think about like America is this hub for how much travel and business. It just doesn't make sense is when was the first recorded case? I think they were like January, late January, right? Or, or no, are you no, saying no, like no, in, worldwide? Yeah, in China. Yeah, October maybe. Yeah, I mean, you just—it it doesn't make any sense that it this didn't thing get could to America been... until like February, late January. No, yeah, that, that, like, yeah. yeah, that just doesn't make sense with how yeah. much traffic comes in from China into the United States and other countries. It just and people going into China for business because China's obviously such a massive hub for people that have manufacturing that takes place there for companies in other countries. It just doesn't make sense that it wasn't here sooner and. It's obvious that if it has symptoms that are similar to flu and other bugs that, and how uh, the death rate related to the flu, you know, which we bring up, which is still, you know, pretty high considering that we've been dealing with flu for such a long time, uh, that doctors just would have seen this thing and not thought it was anything else because they're not pandemic specialists, you know? Well, the dude, the crazy thing is, is like, like you mentioned, like how Obama and that administration said the the single biggest threat to America right now is a, a global pandemic. The epidemiologists, the people who study this stuff, were predicting something like this that it was going to happen. They were like, "It's ba- it's going to happen," and they had drawn up a bunch of um, you know preliminary precautions and how to handle this. And like you said, it just got all thrown out the window basically by someone who you know, didn't want to acknowledge the threat that, that, that COVID caused, uh, or, or posed rather, um, with fear of, you know, how it would affect his reelection case or some, you know, whatever his reasoning was, Trump legit just threw all that out of the window, ignored the severity of it. And, you know, we've passed half a million deaths in America alone in covid from from covid it's just it's it's crazy it's honestly it's it like i said we're 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 at a point in time where we're living through history and this is going to be taught in school moving forward um it, it will be an example of poor leadership and a failure of a government on how to handle this stuff so um just nuts dude it, it honestly it is crazy you know, I think somewhere in like the end of Trump's presidency, he realized how wrong he'd handled uh, this pandemic because if he just hadn't have killed off some of his supporters without, you know, dealing with this fucking pandemic, he would have had enough supporters to pull him back in for another four years. It's but- honestly, it's it's crazy to think about that, too, because it is a, it's a great point that you bring up. Like, had he handled the the, the pandemic appropriately and adequately and done everything he could to acknowledge the severity and put in place, you know, proper precautions, honest to God, he would be, he would, he would be our president right now. 
I, I also, I've honestly thought about that. Like, obviously he didn't have his game plan set up correctly. He's like, you know, I know he talked about like not wanting to create fear, but does he not understand like fear is what's kept humankind alive? It's a freaking survival how... instinct. It is a survival yeah. instinct. Like, I don't want to create fear and panic. Sorry, fear and panic keep us alive, buddy. Don't you know? Yeah, especially the... when 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 dealing with a biologic, you know, fit, you know, virus. Basically, like you need to be afraid of it because if you're not afraid of it, you're gonna you're gonna catch it and you're gonna die. Like fucking like, Neanderthals learned pretty quick. Like they had to fucking run back into their safe little cave so the saber tooth tiger didn't bite off their dicks. Yeah, they're like they're like mm, oh fire. We just we have fire. Tss. Ooh, hot fire! Ouch! Afraid of fire now. You know, like, like that was the caveman discussion about fire when they first discovered it. Like, ooh, uh, scared, hurt, don't like fire, but provide light. Super helpful. Can you slide into our DMs on Instagram or email us uh, if you'd like to do us an episode as cavemen? Because uh, I'd be down to try it. Probably only going to be like a Dude, ten minute episode. Yeah, ten I think minute I episode. Of push. Vinny and I just going. Mm, oh yes, funny. Ha ha. <laughs> mm, me club you now. Ah, mate for life. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it is. It is a great point that you bring up because if had he handled it, a lot of those like moderate Democrats or even moderate Republicans that didn't vote for him this time around probably would have been like, yeah, he displayed really nice leadership. You know, he, he handled the pandemic well. That's how much of an idiot he is and his administration was. They're like, yeah, deny the pandemic. That's how we're going to win a presidency. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, I've noticed this. I know this is like turning into, we're talking about the pandemic, but how political this pandemic was made to be, which was the worst possible way and he it could should have attacked ne- it. it. It is never and should never have been political. Honest Ooh. to God, it's it's... I mean, it goes back to the whole thing, like, can we believe in science? Just as a country, can we look at science and go, you're an epidemiologist, you study this stuff, you went to school for this stuff, cool, I'm going to believe you and listen to you, not some idiot who goes, it's not a big deal, just drink some bleach, it'll probably cure it, you know? (laughs) I uh yeah it's that's been I think the most disappointing is just you know obviously I'm Australian and to see my country handle it you know the way they've handled it and had have success and they've been strict uh but it is sad it's definitely you see pictures and stuff of people just like walking around with masks on or off like not wearing masks anymore in those countries that that, you know, like, got their shit together. You know, even China, who we don't really know how... we I don't know that we can actually trust their reporting. We don't know how bad it got over there. I think probably pretty bad, but... Um, even, even, you know, Wuhan is, like, totally reopened, totally normal. And in America, at least, it doesn't feel like that's going away anytime soon. Like... It did, the precautions and things that we're taking doesn't feel like it's almost at the end. At least for me. I don't know about you. No, I don't I don't feel that way either. I just I, I think back to prior to this too, and if you had told me, I I, I mean, 
and maybe it's just my pattern of thought that I, I, I do kind of live very much in the moment, you know, and with my family, I just never really saw something happening to the level of, of the way it's affected the this scale. country. I just, yeah, the scale. I just, yeah. I, did, I didn't really comprehend that. And even when it started, I mean, I remember when, like, we first went into quarantine. That was scary. Yeah. Honestly, it, it was, was like it was scary, but I still wasn't wearing a mask because the government at that Fauci at that point wasn't even was still saying, "Yeah, you don't need to wear a mask." And it was just like, "So what the fuck are we supposed to do then?" <laughs> yeah. it, but it, but it, I remember like going into like I don't know, I remember that happening. And you're right, we didn't we weren't really wearing masks up until about when when we went into like full lockdown. Like like America was just like yeah, masks don't really do anything. You know, like there was a legitimate report put out by this, the freaking CDC that said, yeah, masks aren't really effective. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> Obviously, they've done more research since then and actually found like, yeah, actually double mask if you can. Like that's most effective. But um, I remember that, that at that point just thinking like, dang, it, it feels a little bit like you're going into a bomb shelter. You know, like, th- th- was this, like, kind of how it felt in, like, World War II when, like, London was getting bombed and you had to, like, go underground? I don't know. It's just a weird, <clears throat> weird thing. Honestly, it's it's honestly, like, a weird thing that we're living through right now. It is. It's the, the, I've had some great times. I've talked about it before. Like, I've loved being able to connect. Like, obviously, I've worked a full-time job for, since before my kids were born but to actually spend time that i've spent with them and my wife uh, my wife my wife uh has been great that part of it the sad thing is is like my daughter i've talked about before she's very social it's sad to see how much it affects her you know my boys don't really have much of a concept of it besides that they're not seeing family and they're kind of like why don't we see this person and that person uh I, I see how much it affects my daughter and that, that, that part of it is, it's sad. Cause she, I think she understands on some level as much as a seven year old can, but yeah. then, you know? Yeah, it is. It is like, like you said, like I've, I've seen some like, like, Hey, this is nice. You know, like all, all of my schooling is online now, completely online. And I prefer it. It's great. Um, mostly because it's a little bit less work and it's nice. Uh, it's not as hard, but, um, you know, there, there has been some positives coming from it, but like to think my, my sister is a uh, sophomore at high school, um, to think that some of her friends who are juniors and seniors, like don't get a prom, aren't getting to walk for their graduation, um, aren't really having a senior year, you know, in high school, which is, you know, it's a big deal here at least, you know. I look back fondly on a lot of those activities as a senior um, and be, and those are just like good stories to tell. And they're going to, th- all they're going to have is like, yeah, we were on zoom pretty much the whole year. Didn't really do much. Yeah. I got, I got really close with my cat at home, you know, like, like <laughs> that's the extent of it, you know? So there's obviously, obviously um, a ton of drawbacks, not to, not to mention job loss and, and, um, you know, increased depression and things like that. You know, the, the world is obviously, obviously a worse place when in a pandemic. So we're just looking, looking forward to not being in it anymore. 
Yeah, me too. I'm definitely over it. I mean, speaking. It's, it's, sorry, go ahead. I mean, it's weird though. On a lot of levels, like it's just normal to me. Like I saw someone uh, at my place of work take a drink, and I don't, you know, I'm like I was like, shit. When the last time I saw your mouth and your nose? Yeah, yeah, it is funny. It's, we just like. Like, how do you date during these times? Like, damn, girl, you got some nice eyebrows. You like, know, like, you know, become, like. I hope there's, like, mask porn where all, it's not even, like, super, it's not even explicit. It's literally someone on webcam that just shows you their, like, nose and mouth and then pulls their mask back out, just yeah, teases and you and brings it back up. <laughs> Bite down your lip and then they yeah, pull their mask like, back yeah. up. Yeah, girl, show me your teeth, nose. With a mask. Let me see your teeth. Just your, just, just your face. Oof. Um, speaking of, of, uh, coming back from quarantine, what, what, what are you, I think we, I feel like we've discussed a little bit this like, uh, prior on prior podcasts, but like, what are you most looking forward to when quote unquote life gets back to normal? Oh, um, I mean, I never did it a lot, but I always, I, I always appreciate seeing a movie, particularly like a nice theater like angelic or something like that you know something I, I do that going to a restaurant is nice too i mean those are two pretty basic things yeah. that you know pretty generic but <laughs> i like yeah. just not wearing All a fucking day. mask honestly like i'm not yeah. a whiner but when you wear a mask in a place of work all day at the end of the day it's i mean i, I think my wife summed it up the best she said I now, well, I, I don't know to the extent, but she's she's like taking a mask off. She's like, oh, she's I can breathe. Like, I yeah. Taking off a bra at the end of the day, like it just feels freeing. Yeah, like you said, movies. And actually, Basically, by the way, what are you looking forward to? We, I don't know why I didn't think of this before, but drive-in movie theaters are still fully operational and also fully socially distanced. Like you can just stay in your car. We went and saw... Uh, a movie at the drive-in theater down like in in south san diego like i thought we were going to mexico when we pulled up i had some movie theater popcorn for the first time in a, in a long time and yeah i just about i i just about climaxed that night it was <laughs> the, movie the first time like, a button oh my hit my mouth oh. um yeah, just like oh, greasy fingers. You didn't even hit your yeah. mouth. You put your hand in your bag, and you were just out. Like, oh. Yeah, we saw oh, Crude too, which is a funny. <laughs> it's a funny little kids movie. Let's go next time. I'll, I'll invite you down. Let's do it. I mean, I. I've been to the one in Santee, and I, I, lo- I look, I love it. Like I, that was, I went to the movie, th- I went to the drive-in as a kid. That's very yeah. There's all of for two me. drive-in theaters I love in all of the San drive-in. Diego County. Love it. Um, they're very rare, and honestly, like it, it's so it's pretty cool. You you at least at the one down in San Diego, um, it's you pay ten bucks and it's a double feature, and I think Santee's this way too. So you pay ten bucks, you get to see two movies, um, and obviously you're you're in your car, or maybe in the bed of your truck if you have a truck, or in the back of your minivan if you have a minivan. Um, and then also, like I was pretty surprised, like I got a large popcorn and it was six dollars, which is 
it's pretty cheap, like for popcorn. Usually, you know, you go to a nice movie theater, that's like nine, ten bucks for a large popcorn. So, um, pretty impressed. Yeah. And it was fun. It was a good time. You just throw, you know, you throw your radio on the, on the right station, you know, the FM station, you hear the, hear the movie through your car radio. You got to turn your car on and off every once in a while, just to make sure your battery doesn't die. But it was a good time. And honestly, like that, that like scratched the itch of wanting to see a movie theater. Um, but uh, other than that, I think I think just seeing seeing people, you know, like I I miss I miss you and I recording in person. It's been almost a year since we started recording remotely, and although you know I think we we still put together like a a nice podcast for everyone to listen to. It's not the same of you and I, uh, you know, sitting across from each other drinking drinking wine. Uh, you know, hanging out. And, and I think obviously when we used to do that, I, you know, we used to hang out a little longer than we do now too. It was a good, good time for, for us to get together. So I, I miss that too. Yeah, I I definitely miss it. And I I agree like thing, but I would love to go to the drive. Maybe we should, we should work towards that. Here's a, a commitment. Maybe we can make March 5th. Yeah. Is it Raya? And the Last Dragon, the new uh, Disney th- animated film. I don't want to pay thirty dollars. Let's get to a drive-in, baby. Let's go down to Clan T. We can fuck that. We can, so. um, I, I'm a little bit, honestly, with my blonde hair. <laughs> That's much in Clan T. I might, I might. There might be a hate. You might crime be taken advantage of it um, that night. <laughs> You know what they've got playing as a double feature? I don't know the second movie. The first movie is a double feature in Santee right now. I didn't e. see. I didn't. I didn't learn e. about Land. We almost Land. went to the Santee location, um, but we we both kind of wanted to watch the second Crudes because uh, we liked the. Fr- Did you see Crudes? It's so silly. It, they, they they are like they try yeah, to be as absurd as possible, and I just think it's the. F- I think I was like laughing out loud a lot during that movie. It was pr- it was pretty good. Um, and what is what is star-studded cast? Ryan Reynolds, Emma Stone, Nick Cage. I mean, geez. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. I remember Nick Cage from the first one. Yeah, it's. I think it's one of those films. I think it <laughs> yeah. won people over because people had the lowest of expectation for it. It wasn't Pixar. By the it way, wasn't Disney. Uh, I I, like, I oh, saw the, the preview to Raya people? and the Last Dragon during the during the drive-in that we went to. I didn't think it looked that good. I I don't know. I just it's gonna be decent. It does but look mind blowing, like, but I mean, right. it's Disney. I feel like it's gonna didn't, be decent. Didn't we do this with a Moana? Isn't the same fucking thing? I don't know. I just I don't know. I just I, know. I, I, I felt guess, similar. I I, I'll I'll watch it because uh, it is Disney and all those. All, even all the non-Pixar Disney movies, like I just watched Big Hero Six again um, recently. Great film, yeah, great film. Uh, so oh, touching. Like so I good. feel like I need to cry every time I watch that movie. Um, and the the mashup between like San Francisco and Tokyo, I think, was so clever. Like to turn some of the architecture and stuff in San Francisco into like an Asian San Fran San Francisco. 
what do they call it? San yeah. Francisco is that what they call it? San Francisco. Um, that opening to that film is maybe one of my favorite um, like cinematic. I'm openings. trying to think of what the damn opening is. Just when they go through the city, like the oh the bot the bots the the no the when he robot battles is, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he comes to this nonchalant little shitty-looking robot that just whoops everybody. I just love that 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 opening. That uh, it's so unsuspecting that this kid comes in who's obviously got these skills in robotics and just. This is not really a spoiler for anybody that hasn't seen Big Hero Six because it happens in the first like ten minutes of the film. But uh, and then there's the chase scene that obviously entails. But uh, love that scene. It's just yeah. I don't know. It's one of my favorite like movies because it's just it's so kind and of then intense it just, like, and exciting. To the angry face and really the robot's yeah, so kind of great, cute. great film. And then Hon- honestly, that 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 movie is one of my favorite like non Pixar Disney movies. I think. Uh, and it's an old or mm-hmm. older Marvel comic book franchise too. Came from it was the first. It was the first Disney animated property oh, cool. that they made after acquiring yeah. marvel yeah i think is good is, good uh, good movie is, touching uh, message believe, if i'm not um, mistaken yeah can't say enough um i miss you well what do we learn drew pandemics you. are shitty yeah. drew mrs moo i miss and drew maybe uh, we'll go to the drive together me. soon we don't because get of it. to we sat in in the car, but honestly, did, I, I did wanted to. I think w- as it gets warmer, we may like my parents just got a new like little Toyota truck. Um, we may we may sit out. We may like take that down there, bring some blankets, some some pads, some pillows, sit in the back of the truck. I think that would be fun. How do you? Earn I these think scenarios? I would mask off. I, mean, I know it's social The rule distance. that they would set you was you need you to keep off? a space, a parking space in between the next car. Of course, no one fucking listened to the rule, and I was getting pissed during the movie as people were like pulling up next to me. Um, but I feel like even if people are outside the car, you're you're more than six feet away for sure. So I would probably mask off. Although it's not a big deal to keep your mask on while you're watching a movie. It's just a pain eating popcorn and stuff, which. You know, I'm going to town on during the movie, so. Mm-hmm. My buttery fingers. You're having yeah. a little uh, mm-hmm. climax of your. Yeah, let's movie let's get that on the schedule. We popcorn. should do that. That would be fun. Um, pandemic suck. Yes, everyone agrees. Let's. Can't wait to get out of it. Um, PSA: Fucking get vaccinated. If you wanna, if you wanna not live in a pandemic anymore, get your vaccines when they come become available to you. Oh yeah, yeah I never really like needles, but I'm definitely all day, all day. Up for that all right, what do you say? Should we do how much real quick? All right, let's let's do it. It's time for yes. how much with your host Vinny. I tried to go as low as I could there. That was it. It's Vinny. <laughs> it's Vinny. Ah, I think yeah. the bleach has changed the pitch of your voice just a little bit. Uh, all right. Let's get straight to it. 
How much to get a colonoscopy? Oh God! In front of your entire family. <laughs> I just I just took a drink of whiskey and it almost went up my nose. A colonoscopy in front of my family. <laughs> Let, all right, let's just say this. I I know my butthole hair is not trimmed enough to do that right now. So I would have to do no no no. Listen, I would have to do some some trimming. Well, I'm not saying that. Let's. <laughs> my butthole hair. It, it's oh, like it's your getting there. Yeah, is it is getting there. That you can uh, braid it or something. Yeah, that pen, that that pandemic hair down there. Yeah, for sure. It's that pandemic growth. Uh. No, I just realized that I came up. I thought of this one. That's an one enema. Point. Colonoscopy is the one where they shoot the water up your butt. The colonoscopy, right? you you. Is that what that one? The uh, is it? You actually might be put out for that. Maybe not. Maybe not. But they put a camera up your butthole. Okay. You're thinking of an enema. You know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of the. That's an enema. No, there's one where they like shoot water up your anus. No, no. Search enema. What is enema? An enema. Was a I'm pretty sure it's an enema. All right. A procedure in which liquid or gas is injected an into enema. the rectum, typically to expel its contents, but also to introduce drugs or permit x-ray imaging. That is an enema. So are you thinking of an enema? So should we change that to how much would it take oh, to get God, an enema in front gonna... of your parents or in front of your family? <laughs> I always, you know, I don't know why I always <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at what people also searched for. Are enemas good for you? What does an enema do? How long does it take for an <laughs> enema to work? What can I expect after an enema? Um... I always, for some reason, I always thought, I don't I obviously I just never took the time to look this up. I thought there was a procedure where you go, it's not That's like a, a doctor's colonos- clinic, where well, they basically the, the stick tube. a little bit of a tube in your bum and well, they put yeah, warm so water. The, so that's an enema, is the warm water up your bum hole. That's an enema. It's supposed to clean. It's meant to You're just cleaning like out your anus so that they can do some imaging, or they your, can do a col- a proper colonoscopy. I don't know why I look. I've totally butchered this. How much? I apologize to all the fans of how much. Oh shit! Either way, we're getting something shoved up right, our if it's ass an in enema... front of our family, probably to loosen old poo. Uh, you know, your parents, you, people don't need to see your butthole. It's not like they're going to get the first class view watching the thing go into your bum hole. They're just going to be in the room with you and they're going to see your, the uncomfortable look on your face when the tube directly, when it enters your bum, yeah. they're going to be, they're um, going to be looking I would just, at you I would like, probably need like, oh, I could just see that one. Went 250. Into the bum. Okay. Yeah, like when you did that squint just before you said, I, I was like, "Two fifty, two hundred. If I had to, if That's I, if I was trying to be competitive, I, my brain kind of wanted to say five hundred, five hundred, um, but two fifty, realistically, I think, you know, I think I would, you know, I would, I would look my dad right in the eyes, and I, I would say, Dad, I, I would say, Dad, give me your hand, and I would grasp his hand <laughs> as they were doing the end mine. I'd say, Don't let go. I need you for this. And he would gladly do it. So, yeah, 250, 250, yeah. 
pretty anally open with my family. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was only a few episodes ago we found out that uh, Drew's mum, uh, it's normal for his family Not normal. Uh, to walk Not around normal. naked on Christmas Eve until mum gets out the Christmas PJs. How much for you? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think I would need a lot. I mean, you know, you're wearing a gown. It's not like you, you have to, you, you're full nudity in front of your family. You know, they might see a bit of your leg. Um, I don't particularly want to get it done, but, uh, if we're cleaning out some old poop, um, why not? You know, um, yeah. Uh, 200 seems fair, you know? He's got an undercut. 50 to 200 for me. So, you know. Uh, I'm just looking at these colon... (laughs) I'm just looking at these colon cleansing things. Apparently, well, I don't know if this is true or not, to be honest. Uh, Humans can have... Just cling into your rectum? 20 pounds of toxic poop. Uh, It just sounds... Yeah, in your rectum. Um... I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently it is. Five Maybe to twenty to pounds is that what you said? Up my, my boom boom hole. Could you imagine? Just like yeah, I need to lose that's five pounds. Clean my anus, you know, and that's it. Clean my anus. I'm feeling a bit bloated today. I think I've got too much old toxic <laughs> poop in my anus. Uh, I, you know, I, I thought of this when I thought of this, how much mm. there was an episode of Jackass where Johnny Knoxville got this done on the show. And I remember like, cause I remember they put a little, like, it was basically like a tiny little dildo that went into his butthole, uh, with a spurt hole. And it basically, it pumped warm water into his bum and loosened it. And then it kind of like sucks it back up somehow. Oh, and God. they showed the old, the dirty water that had like chunks of poo in it and stuff. <laughs> I remember it on Jackass and that's why I thought this one, but for some reason I thought it was a colonoscopy, yeah. but that's the procedure where they put a camera yeah. up your bum hole to make sure yep, that that's there's it. nothing wrong. So with your bum hole. two, two fifty for Drewski one, 200, 200 for, for, for Vinny. I'll say yeah, two. Yeah. It's two, doable. 200. You know, I actually kind of would like yeah, some 200. support in that situation. Yeah. Um, and who better to support you than your family? They're never going to, they're never going to not love you, you know? Yeah. He would do it. Yeah. You're like, dad, can you come and hold my hand? While yeah. He would do it for I want me you in a heartbeat. Specifically. I want, love my dad. And he I want you. Me. Woody. I'd say, dad, if you love me, just hold my hand while they, while I squirt some warm water at my bum. Fuck. This is the weird thing. Like Drew's met my dad on FaceTime. I have I I don't know that I've and he's met my mum in person. Uh he's met my mum's boyfriend for crying out loud. Uh I've never freaking met his okay. parents. Well, like not even like, on FaceTime. I mean, right, let's be honest. Hey, can I, just I always I was right I'm now? I'm, I'm at your place. You know, your place is because you you've got three kids. I'm not going to ask you to come to my house to record. You know, I'm going to come to your place and sometimes Fluffy and Tim are there. And, um, you know, that's, that's what happens. And, and your dad FaceTimed you while we were about to record. So that's just luck. And your dad's in Australia. My dad never FaceTimes me. So, but we'll make it happen someday when, when we can, 
I'll have you over to my mom's house. I've shown you pictures. It's a paradise in Carlsbad. No, and know. you know, my, I'm sure my mom would be strange. I just feel like very chuffed to meet you. I I can honestly say I don't think my dad's listened to one whole episode of this podcast, <laughs> so it's you know that's okay. I'm going to, right now, uh, before we finish up how much, I'm going to bestill trust in the Aussie button God to give me the confidence <laughs> of the first thing I would say to your mum. No worries! I don't think oh. I've, my mom's like, I don't think I've met you before. Oh my God, it's so great to meet you. No worries! <laughs> yeah, yeah. And funny enough, my stepdad, much like your, your mom's boyfriend, his name's right. Tim, so we share that in common. Tim and Tim. Tim and Tim. Tim and Tim. Tim squared. Uh, all right, that was how much with your host, Vincenzo. Ciao, ciao. Yeah, not, ciao, not ciao. the biggest fan of enemas, if I'm being completely honest, but you know. So many things have gone up my butthole, but because you've had so many that you've got a lot to. uh... Just kidding, mom. Nothing's gone up my bum hole. Um, (laughs) All right. My name is now Ellen. With this new new haircut, Drew. I don't know if Ellen is into anal sex, but if she is, maybe I need to get into it. Oh shit! Oh, All right, um, check out our Instagram page at Without Definite Aim Podcast. You can find our podcast literally anywhere: Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please subscribe, rate us. It'd be cool to see whatever amount of stars go on there. Hopefully, it's you know four or five stars. We we hope, uh, and then throw us a review. If it's under five stars, I want to know why. So. Either make it five stars or leave a review. That's your; those are your choices. Um, but do so. I, yeah, yeah, I want to see a five-page yeah, page paper pop up in the Apple Podcast review section. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us, Please. Vinny. As always, fun to be with you. Even even with my bleached hair, you still love me, and I appreciate that. Um, we'll see you all, uh, next week. (laughs) All right. See ya. Bye.